We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. So one thing we did on the night, which I really think is important because it's such a big day and there's so much happening, find time on the night to just go and sit the two of you. Hi, I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And hi, I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And this is Unveiled, your little black book of weddings. Let's get you guys hitched. Hello, soon-to-be husband, Eddie Blake. Hey, Lucy, how are we? I won't be able to say that for much longer. I'm excited to have your last name, though, and Hudson's last name. Yep, countdown's on getting married this weekend. (laughs) And I'm an absolute ball of anxiety. Why? Well... Cold t- feet. I keep telling too late for cold cu- feet. Dull. Couples to chill out, and turns out I'm the psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we don't use that word, <laughs> but you're definitely the bridezilla of the two of us. I, know, I don't I know. even think that they should call it a bridezilla anymore after how I've seen you act over yeah. the last couple of weeks. OCD taken over. Um, on the note of the last name, I thought it might be a bit of an interesting thing to discuss um, the tradition of taking your husband's last name. And I wanted to ask you if you would have considered taking my last name if I'd been serious about asking it. Right. Yes, you told me you were going to catch me off guard this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't even thought about it, but yeah, I mean, we'll just have to have the conversation. But I love the last name Blake, so... Oh, okay. So Douglas isn't really up to that standard. I don't know. In short. I mean, I don't know. Can I pass? <laughs> <laughs> Good chat. <laughs> but... I would love to know what our listeners think about this. So I'm thinking about running a bit of a poll and sharing what everyone has to say at the start of our next episode. Yeah. But for today, let's get into episode two of season two with bride Jess, which is one of your beautiful brides. Yeah. Jess and her partner Mick had their big day at Athol Hall on Sydney's Lower North Shore, a venue that combines a sense of country bushland while boasting incredible harbour views, much like Jess and Mick themselves. Jess explains how they tied an element of country into their wedding in more ways than one. An interesting cake hack that didn't blow the budget, plus shares a bunch of heartfelt ways to incorporate your little ones into your wedding day while still maintaining the day about the two of you. So do you want to talk us through where yours and Mick's love story began? Yeah, so we met back in, it would have been 2000 and, hold on, 2012. So we both did the same degree at uni. So I was the year ahead of him and we met at one of our uni parties. Yeah, kind of just went from there and both finished uni together and then moved in together about end of 2016 Um, and then engaged 2020 and then due to be married 2021 and then ended up in 2022. So, yeah, we've been together a long time now. You got married in January of this year. And like yes. you just touched on, your wedding was originally meant to be six months prior to what it was. Yeah. How did you guys go navigating a COVID postponed wedding? So it was very last minute cancellation for us. So we were the first weekend of lockdown. So we had our hens and bucks like three weeks before the original date. And at that point, at our bucks and hens, we would have had no thought that our wedding wasn't going to happen in three weeks time. And I remember 
that like because I'm a school teacher and that last week of school leading into the school holidays I remember seeing oh there's a case that's popped up in Bondi and then there's a case here and I was like oh I hope this doesn't you know get any worse because I know they like to throw restrictions in and then all of a sudden the week or 10 days before the wedding they all of a sudden dance floors were off the cards and we were like oh god like like what's going to happen with our wedding and then all of a sudden the borders shut from WA in Queensland and nearly all of Mick's family are in WA or Queensland. So at that point, like 10 days out from the wedding, he had his mum and dad were his only family coming to the wedding because um, they were northern New South Wales, but even all his rural New South Wales family pulled out. Queensland shut, which lost a lot of our my family too. And then we're seven days out from the wedding and they called a full lockdown. So we all of a sudden just went from, oh, we're getting married in a, in a week or so to, oh, okay, our wedding's not happening. And it was, I think, because we'd got so f- close to the wedding that it it hit, I think it hit me a lot harder, I think, because I'd, like, Mick, Mick had, like, done stuff towards planning for the wedding, but I would say I took on the chunk of it. So I think for me it kind of hit really hard that you put all this time and effort into planning a wedding and you think you're finally going to marry each other and then all of a sudden it's just done. Mm. And, I mean, I saw quite a few of my friends. I had a couple of friends who got postponed in 2020 and I saw how how it impacted them at the time, but I just never sort of expected mid-2021 that it was going to affect our wedding. Mm. Um, So then it was sort of just the wedding was off and then we were like okay well now we need to think about rebooking and I was pregnant at the time so then it was trying to work out okay well when do we try to book a wedding based on when when the baby's due and when's a good time to get married in terms of his age and we sort of just went from there and yeah it was a I still remember the morning of the old wedding date waking up and being like oh I should be doing this today or I should be doing that or I should be here right now and it was like the best winter's day you could have got and we were like that'd be right <laughs> but um it was yeah a bit of a bit of a shock to us because we just didn't see it coming and then kind of just put our heads down and went back into into reorganizing yeah. and then COVID reared its head again for our second date so <laughs> did it really well in a way that like we were pretty stressed in the lead up to the wedding because in January was when cases started spiking in Sydney and then we was we were getting really worried that him or I were going to get COVID mm. in the week leading up to the wedding and the wedding was going to get cancelled. So we then had that whole month of January being like, okay, how do we avoid getting this? Because so many people we knew had had it and it was it was everywhere and we were like, okay, we can't go here, we can't go there. Like we've really got to lay low and I still remember Mick wanted to go and play golf like a week before the wedding and I was like, do you really have to? I'm like, <laughs> like we're a week out and then he was like, fine, I won't go. And then that the next day one of his mates who he was playing golf with called in to go, oh, I've got COVID, I can't come to your wedding. And I was like to Mick, and that's why I told you not to play golf because <laughs> like well, look yeah. who you were playing with has COVID. So we got pretty lucky. Like, we avoided it. We only lost two guests to COVID. We thought we'd lose way more, but then our wedding turned into a bit of a COVID super spreader and 44 people got it at the wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, that's, that's been, the, mm. I think, the general consensus with the actual wedding days, they end up being super spreaders, but yeah. at least you get to have them. It's kind of a bizarre way of living, though, really, if you think yeah. about it, the whole, like, you know, I've spoken to so many couples with weddings coming up even now and they're like, 
we're having our own little mini lockdown because we're just so petrified of getting it yeah. and then having to face the consequence of potentially not being able to have the day because yeah. we've got it. Mm. It's yeah. just strange. And that's like because I know people are like, oh, are you excited for your wedding? And I wasn't. Mm. I was like, I actually can't get excited because I don't know if it's going to happen. Like I'm nervous mm. one of us is going to get COVID or someone that we really want is going to get, want there is going to get COVID. Like our mum or dad or, you know, someone's going to, someone really important is going to get it and can't be there. And the venue had said to us, you know, you can only postpone, postpone your date if you or Mick have COVID. Like if anyone else gets it, too bad. And then we also were like a bit worried about what if we lost like a vendor like the day of or the day before, which happened to my cousin. She lost her celebrant the day before her wedding um, to COVID and then was running around trying to find a new celebrant. So it was, I remember I didn't feel excited for the wedding until the night before because I was like, okay, it's actually happening tomorrow. Like we've made it to the night before. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was the one thing I felt like COVID took the excitement away of the lead up to your wedding. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a, that must have been a very stressful mm, few very months stressful. in the lead up or few weeks <laughs> in the lead up as well. So I'm curious to know, did you manage to secure all your original vendors after the postponement and how flexible were they? Yeah, so we were pretty lucky. We, um, the once our wedding got called off originally, the venue gave us a whole bunch of dates, started 2022. They offered us the end of 2021, but because Archie was due in October, we wanted to get married in 2022 and pretty much they gave us a whole lot of dates and then we went to all our vendors and we're like, of these dates, which are you available? And luckily every vendor came back with 30th of January being available. So we'd actually ideally had wanted to do it like February, March, April. We weren't looking to do it as soon in January because of we wanted Archie a little bit older. But when it came back, that 30th of Jan was the date everyone we could do. We were like, oh, yeah, you know what? He'll be 15 weeks. We'll make it work. And our vendors were all so flexible. They were so understanding with the situation. The only person that we lost, and we didn't really lose her, but our photographer, when we rang her about changing the date, she told us she was pregnant and she was actually due the week before the 30th of Jan. So she was like, I won't be able to be there on the day, but I'll still do all your editing and I'll send another girl in my place to take all the photos. And the girl she sent, whose name was Kelly, she was fantastic. Like she was so good on the day. And then Charlotte did all the editing. But we were really lucky that every other vendor, we just called them, gave them the dates and they all came back. They were like, yeah, we can do this date. We can do that date. And they were so happy to be flexible and change for us, which was really good. Oh, good. I'm glad that all worked out for you. Um, so you guys got married at Athol Hall on Sydney's Lower North Shore. Um, what drew you to this venue? So we, I'd actually never heard of Athol Hall before and we'd been looking at venues kind of further up the northern beaches around like Church Point, Palm Beach sort of area. And then a girl I worked with had said, oh, have you heard of this place called Athol Hall in Mossman. She goes, you should go and have a look at it. It's really nice because she'd just been to a wedding there. And I was like, oh, okay. So Mick and I went down to have a look. And like the minute we got there, we walked down to the hall and saw the venue and we just thought we're getting married here. And cool. I think the reason we really liked it was it kind of had a feel as though you were in the country. Like you weren't necessarily in Sydney. Like it was kind of secluded away from everything in like a really nice sort of I guess national park kind of feel where Mick was like this could be 
somewhere in the country, but we can see the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House. So it was kind of like him being from the country meets me being from the city. And we thought it kind of tied really nicely into us as a couple. Um, And that straight away is what drew us to it. And then we looked in the hall and we thought the idea of, oh, we can get married right there on the grass for the ceremony. So everything's in the one place. And that straight away we were like, yeah, we're getting married here. And we booked it within like 24 hours of looking at it. It just beat everywhere else we looked at. It's a really nice analogy of, you know, bringing two worlds into one wedding venue it's a really nice way to kind of look at it because I think couples do to and fro with venues and it's kind of hard to find a reason like a real really good reason to book something and I really like where you guys brought it in from you know the country and the city so it's really nice yeah it was it was the most beautiful venue and they were they were so good to deal with like their communication was amazing and they were so good about when the wedding got cancelled with finding another date and yeah they were they were great but yeah it definitely from the minute we got there we were like this is us like this this wedding venue is us and it was just perfect so we spoke before you recently worked on a little baby boy archie who um was about four months at your wedding and he's just the cutest little thing ever (laughs) how did you um how did you include him in your day we left something in that we'd have had for the original date when I was pregnant, um, and that was that one of my friends uh, did a reading in the ceremony, which was actually the first ever picture book that someone bought for us when they found out we were pregnant, um, and the book was called I Just Couldn't Wait to Meet You, and Molly read that book. She was going to read it at the original ceremony and was just going to end it um, where the pregnancy bit sort of finished, but then because he was now with us, she read the whole book, and that was we felt a really nice way to include him in the ceremony. And then that was sort of the main way we had him in there. One of my sister's best friends came for the day to look after him, but then we had him in the reception. He kind of was with us when we entered the reception hall and he was sort of just floating around between grandparents and then with my sister's friend. And it was so special to have him there on the day. And then he did a couple of photos with us, which was really nice as well. We um, did a few the sunset photos out with him. But, yeah, the main ways we tried to include him were adding something into the ceremony about him. We'd hoped to have him sort of, like, come down the aisle with my mum sort of before we did, but it was a really, really hot day and it just kind of worked out that we had to sort of get him down there and sort of in the shade as much as possible. So we had to sort of skip that part, but... Yeah, that's sort of how we look to include him in the ceremony. So cute. You should have seen mine and Eddie's faces when you just said how you included him with that storybook. We both had the biggest, like, love heart emoji eyes. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's the, it is the best book. So like, beautiful. I remember the first time I read it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm crying. Yeah, <laughs> that's fully. really it was special. Hard to hold back the tears yeah. in as well. Yeah. It, yeah, it's so nice that I haven't heard of that kind yeah. of way to in, no. include young ones because it is – it is a bit of a balance to, you know, the days about you and Mick, but you're, you know, you want to include your your children, mm. but you don't, um, you don't want it to go kind of, you know, too like too, too far that it them. takes away your enjoyment. <laughs> and I think you've just yeah. sort of found the perfect balance for his yeah. age as well. So just talk to us about budget for your wedding day. Did you guys manage to stick to that? And like, you know, did you find ways to sort of save in certain areas? So we were pretty lucky with our wedding. It was, 
I feel quite cost effective compared to a lot of other weddings, um, especially with other venues that we've looked at. Athol Hall, especially a wedding at Athol Hall in July, is really reasonably priced, which was our original date. And the good thing we found with them is like the DJ was included in the price per person so that was like one less thing we had to think about was that was already included and it was really reasonable like the food and drink per head for the day so that's why we booked the july date so definitely we found like going for a winter date helped keep costs down and then luckily for us when the wedding got moved to january apple hall let us keep our winter price so we did get really lucky there but so that was sort of one way we looked to stick to our budget was we did decide to go for a winter wedding in saying that when we did book our wedding we didn't actually know I was pregnant so if we'd known that I was pregnant we probably would have done it like the next winter but that was originally why we went for a winter wedding was we thought if we kept the reception cost down then we could spend money on other things and then from there we were pretty we started looking at our vendors and I would sort of like look at all the vendors and then just show them to Mick and he's like, I'd be like trying to include him. I'm like, but we're getting this one. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, these are the options, but this is the one oh, we're This booking. is the one we're getting. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're getting. I was going to say, as Athol Hall, did you have to book separate caterers or was the food inclusive of the of the venue hire? So everything was included there. Oh, that's yeah. good. So that was like, so it was, they did all the, that was the one thing actually I looked for when we were looking at venues. We sort of looked at a couple of venues, ones that were more DIY, ones that sort of included everything everything and I kind of end we ended up deciding let's go with one that sort of does everything for us um and then it's less for what we've got to do on the day um and then when I realized I was pregnant I was even more happy about that decision and then when I was like well now we've got the baby I was even happier as well because I was like it's just one less thing to worry about yeah so they and they do like all the table setting and like the florist would come in and do all their bit like I all we had to do was drop place cards and all of that two days before the wedding we just dropped everything to them yeah i did not not know that about that venue i thought it was just a diy venue no no they do everything which is really really good and they were um they let me bring in non-alcoholic champagne because i had well at the the new date i had eight of my friends that were pregnant so they let me bring in that was one thing i learned when i was pregnant and i went to quite a few weddings while pregnant it really made me realize that there's not much sort of catering in the way for drinks at weddings for pregnant girls. So I was very adamant that at our wedding I was going to have something for them to drink yep. yeah. so that they could sort of feel a part of it. And it's not just like soda water yeah. or yeah. Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were like – and then that way you could sort of – I mean, I had to do it at a few weddings before people knew I was pregnant. So I was taking my own bottle and asking the bar <laughs> to, um, can you just serve me this so people don't question me. Oh, um, yeah, might be onto so, a business idea there, Jess. I know. Yeah. <laughs> By um, one of my best friend's wedding, I was a bridesmaid at and I was pregnant and no one knew. And so I literally like ran out from where we were getting ready and like ran into the venue and was like to the event planner, I'm pregnant, no one knows, this is my bottle, please serve me this. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, funny. Yeah. it's funny you say that because I've actually had a couple of brides that have fallen pregnant just before their wedding day and it's been way too early to announce yeah and there's always and like being the bride as well it's kind of like all eyes are on you and it's this constant like cheers to the bride and groom cheers yeah. cheers 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 and they're like I can't drink this How yeah do I do this yeah yeah <laughs> so I think that's a that's a great idea yeah and like you get to an age where it's like 
everyone's kind of like if you if you're not drinking it's something it's like the first thing everyone thinks yes so I was like all right I need to have some like something that I can drink to kind of trick everybody so I mean everyone at our wedding that was pregnant we knew was pregnant but I knew I wanted something for them to drink and Athol Hall were really accommodating with that um so they were great and like we they had like a wishing well for us they had all the easels so they they were great I didn't really have to do anything um the only other thing you had to book there was you had to pay the national park to book the lawn for the ceremony but then they set up the whole ceremony they set up the post-ceremony drinks they they just did everything so we thought for what we paid per person Mm. like can i can i say what we paid is that we would love you to yeah so it was yeah it was 115 dollars per person okay for catering and And drinks so that yeah so the 115 was five and a half hours of drinks uh three course meal plus canapes the dj the venue for the night the style Um, the setup of the ceremony yeah, the the ceremony set up, what? the post ceremony. Yeah, one hundred and fifty wow. ahead, right, and that was the that, get onto that, this venue. Yeah. yeah, that was the winter rate. So we does like if we were to have got married in the December, it was like two twenty ahead. Okay, and then so. that's when Mick and I were like, okay, so it's two twenty ahead. But if we get married in July, it's one hundred and fifteen ahead. We're like, let's get married in July. Oh my we goodness. get we get the same thing. Yeah, um, and you know yeah. what? Winter is so nice yeah, to get married. It yeah, is. yeah, it's so yeah. nice, and the chance of rain is very yeah. It's minimal. usually leaves you a bit bit dry. Yeah, yeah. Some well, of there's less chance months. of rain. We realized, so we were mm. like, this is perfect. Like, mm. um, and for that price, we were like, this is. So then the minimum spend was like eleven thousand dollars. Oh, that's um, so good. But then if you want to do post-ceremony drinks, so the little package you do before the reception, you then pay extra for that. So we, I think we did like a half an hour bar tab per person and like one canapé. So I'd say like it probably came to maybe 130 per head mm-hmm. for like the drinks and the ceremony. I mean, sorry, and the reception. And, like, they do all the styling. We just pay, like, the florist comes in and does their bit. But, yeah, they they supply, like, table numbers. They supply all the candles. They supply sort of everything for that price. So so good. I remember the, the yeah. food was amazing too. So Oh, yeah, the food was so good. Yeah. We were very happy with the food. And there was so much of it, like, to do, like, canapes and a three-course meal. And then they serve the cake, like that was um they were really cost effective so once we knew that we were paying that for them we were like okay where can we sort of save in other areas and I was lucky that I had a couple of friends that were sort of talented in different areas and one of my friends who's a graphic designer she designed our signs our welcome sign our seating chart the menus and the name tags so she designed all of those for me and then I just went and got them printed um so that really helped as well. And with our cake, because wedding cakes can be really expensive, but I've got a, a friend of mine, she's just got a real talent for decorating cakes. She always says she hates baking them, but she's really good at decorating them. So I would said to her, would you be happy to decorate my cake? And she was like, yep, 100%. And I just went to a little bakery just down the road from where my mum lives and just said to them, oh, like, would you be able to make me like a three-tier naked frosted cake? And they were like, yeah, that would do it for $200. 
So we had like this massive cake for $200 and then my friend decorated it and I just paid her for the decorations. So our cake ended up being really cheap. I need to see photos of that. That's cool. That's a really, really good, really good way to just like come up with your own little route to creating something that's going to look probably just good. Yeah. (laughs) And And like, because I'd investigated a couple of wedding cakes and they were like wanting like six, seven, eight hundred dollars. And I was like, I just don't know if I can justify that on like a cake that a lot of people might not even eat because it comes out at the end of the night. And mm. I was like, there must be a cheaper way. And this bakery down the road from us, this guy's been making, I mean, he made my christening cake and that was a very, very long time ago. So he's been doing cakes forever. And I went in there and he was just like, yep, I'll make it. This is what I'll charge you. And I definitely recommend for people when they're looking at wedding cakes, if you are someone that's quite creative and can decorate your own cake or you know someone that can, like one of your friends, definitely see if you can just get a cake made. And like my friend picked it up from the bakery. She took it home. She decorated it. She took it to the venue. And like I just showed her photos of like what our florist was making for like the arbor and everything. And she just used that as inspiration to decorate the cake. Um, I'll send you some photos of it. We just got our full gallery from the photographer and the oh, cake. She, she made the cake really fit in. Like it looked really good. Thanks for sharing all those tips. You know, it's good you managed to keep to a budget and uh, yeah. like everyone's lives are expensive. You know, mm. you have people trying to save for deposits on houses and yeah. living on yeah. the northern beaches it's and you've expensive. got a young kid. Like, expensive. <laughs> so yeah. it's, um, it's important to try and yeah, keep costs down where you can. But yeah. it sounds like... You didn't really make too many sacrifices. No, you managed no, to squeeze no, in everything that you wanted. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, really good. The only the only other thing we did that we thought was quite good in terms of saving money was instead of doing invitations and save the dates, we used a website. Yes. Um, and the website did everything for us and it was completely free. We didn't pay a cent and it, like, it sent out save the dates. It sent out invites. It had like a schedule if you did all the rsvp through the website you did everything was on there and it was completely free of charge so yeah. that was another sort of way we looked to kind of keep our budget down was sort of avoiding paper invites and doing it all through this website for our listeners jess what yeah. was the website that you guys used? it was it was called with joy with, with joy. joy okay yeah that's cool Epic. Yeah, yeah better for the environment too yeah yeah the, yeah and the, it was um, Oh, yeah, I was just going to say the good thing about those, we've actually done something similar for our wedding and um, they're good in terms of I forgot to put something on the invite. So it's just so easy <laughs> just to be like forward to like every single guest. Ah, this is what's happening. Yeah. You know, rather yeah. than, yeah, if you're just doing tangible yeah. copies in the mail, it's a bit harder to get access to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and especially when our date changed, they then had like a change of date function. So then oh, we just sent out a new, this is the new date and you could email everybody. So like in the week leading up, we like sent an email being like, if you get COVID, can you let us know? Like sort of like, and it would just email all your guests straight away. So it was a really easy way to contact everybody. So I definitely recommend if you're, if you don't want to do paper invites or paper save the dates that a website like that is really, really effective. Yeah, that's yeah. the go. And but note mm. to the oldies on that one, no offense, but check your junk mail. Because oh, I think they're yeah. all like pretty sure my mum and dad were like, We didn't get an invite to your wedding. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, check I your, know. Check your junk, mum. Yeah. The only people we printed it we did print an invite for both our grandmas. Yeah. My like, oh, grandma that's does not have an email. And it would have been st- it would be stuck on her fridge and will yeah. never leave her fridge yeah. too, which oh, is my, super my cute. 
my 21st invite is still oh, on her fridge and that was like 12 sweet. years ago. Yeah, that's so <laughs> special. I love that. Well, yeah, that is epic. You can yeah. just like print off half a dozen yeah. invites yeah. and yeah. just send them out. Yeah. So easy. So we got getting a pretty good understanding that you took the reins in the wedding planning, but um, yeah. <laughs> who, did Mick take some like responsibility for certain things or was it was it pretty much all you? He took charge of like the wedding favors I guess you call them so we did the stubby holders so he organized all of those and they we obviously we then had to get a second set done because so then we gave out the old date ones and then we got some with the new date so he did all of those he organized a lot of the printing of all the invite oh sorry all the menus and the cards and everything he organized all of that he took the charge with all his groomsmen so like he organized I guess all their suits and their outfits and his own outfit and all of that we did the rings together but I would say a lot of the big stuff, so like all the booking of different vendors and stuff, I sort of organised all of that. But then doing the seating plan, he sat down with me, we did the seating plan together. Did you like, find the seating plan tough? <laughs> oh, it was so hard. How hard is it? <laughs> so hard. Oh, it's even like my mum, she's like, well, I don't want to sit there and what about this? <laughs> I know, like, I know. Like, where do you so want to sit, mum? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, some of those like small things. I'm like, why is this taking so long? <laughs> yeah, and then we'd, we'd set it up and then then me could be like, oh, I don't know if we should put those people near each other. And then I was like, Far out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll move it again. And like we had like different like people that were like, all right, we probably shouldn't sit them together or we'll sit them over there or sit them there. And then it was – and then when we had like – too many people on one table and then someone would pull out on this table. It's like, okay, well, now who do we move to that mm, table, especially yeah. when our date changed and we lost. We had guests that couldn't now come and then other guests that could come and then we had to read oh, the seating plan. Like I didn't even get that printed <laughs> until two days before the wedding. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> that was definitely the hardest thing to that do. That person dated like, that person so <laughs> their exes and they can't sit near each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. And like we literally had a few of those situations and oh. we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. So apart from COVID um, doing its thing for you guys and getting in the way there, what challenges did you guys face in the lead up and if any, and how did you go overcoming it? I mean, Mick's pretty easygoing. So I guess with me, like I would be able to sort of be like, I think we should do this. And he was like, okay. So that (laughs) kind of helped. Um, But I think it was definitely challenging the day of getting ready having Archie added a whole nother level to Mm. sort of the day of. And I think like it did make the getting ready part a lot more hectic because I'm trying to focus on him, but then also we're all getting ready, but then he needs to feed. And then it was just got a bit chaotic towards the end. And the time got Mm. there and we're like, oh my God, those ceremonies in 25 minutes, we haven't even left the house yet. And I still haven't got him dressed. And I would say definitely having a baby on the day you're getting ready. I, I underestimated sort of how much time it was going to take, like factoring him in. So that was definitely, I think, a bit more challenging. And I guess, I think for us, I think COVID sort of overshadowed everything that that was like our main stress and our main challenge that we sort of felt like that was creating so much challenge that then there wasn't too much else that we were worried about, if that sort of makes sense we were so concerned about getting to the wedding date with Archie I suppose you couldn't 
even um even if you wanted to if you could do anything differently like would you have I don't know if you could have because he needs he needs to feed as well right so I'm yeah not sure you can just like um fling off a four-month-old with a babysitter uh, yeah. or maybe you yeah. can I don't know well, well we yeah my sister's friend actually came to the house we were getting ready at yeah. to look after him um and then she was gonna go the venue and then we're like actually can you stay because we've got to get photos and stuff and I'm so glad she did because yeah. she just took him and while we were trying to get photos done and she was like do you want to have one last cuddle with him before I put him in the car and then I went to grab him and then he spewed everywhere and I was like okay I can't touch him because <laughs> like, oh I was goodness. in my dress and Je- I was like oh. <laughs> Jess I'll just say on that note um just being a new mum with a four-month-old currently. Yeah. Like tip of the hat to you for attempting that because just day to day, like I think it's – it's a pretty – it's a pretty big thing having to fit like, you know, them into a – like, you know, get your head around the timings and how long things take with a baby day to day. Like managing to juggle that on your wedding day, fucking bravo. Like honestly, because I feel like the spewing, the, you know, you don't know what they're going to do. They could do one thing one day and then another thing another day. So like I think while it's a beautiful thing that he was there and you guys managed to, like you, you had him there and very involved, I also think it's really brave of you to openly say that, it also was a bit of a juggle because like that day is specifically really about you and Mick and um, it's, I think that's tough. So yeah, I think it's amazing that you, you were open about that because Mm. it it can be a lot. Okay. Not to self get babysitter. Get babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) So mummy, mummy can enjoy her day (laughs) or morning. I highly recommend though at this at your actual wedding if there's if there's a baby at the wedding definitely get someone to come to the wedding they're not necessarily a guest but someone that will sort of be there for the baby like having my sister's friend there was like game changer because mm. although he went to grandparents and stuff when they had to do things Sasha would take him and she was so good with him and she'd feed him because he'd take the bottle so she'd feed him she'd put him to sleep um but she'd give him to us when we sort of needed him for different things but knowing that she was there and she was sort of there to look after Archie kind of put our minds at ease as well that oh you know the grandparents aren't sort of having to give up their night as well like it just it if you've got someone that you trust and you know that would be happy to do it I definitely recommend bringing someone to the wedding that that could do that yeah great great tip thanks for sharing so uh if you had to pick one what do you think's the highlight of the day for you and Mick oh a bit the highlight I definitely had a lot of fun doing our first dance that was cool yeah well, do you want to talk us through that actually? Because um, I was there, I saw it, but uh, I won't be able to do it justice explaining. So, yeah. but it was kind of like a country, again, yeah. like country meets um, yeah, country city. So yeah. we are, uh, we're we're both not very good dancers, but we thought we'd 
kind of do a bit of a dance for the wedding and my one of my bridesmaids choreographed it for us and I never listened to country music until I met Mick and he loves country music and he's kind of, I found a new love for it as well. And we decided to do a song that's very iconically him and I is this song called Chicken Fried. And oh, I love that song. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and always good on a DF. It's such a good song on a dance floor and it's very um, from both our groups of friends, from like both rugby clubs that he played at, um, everyone sort of when they hear Chicken Fried, they think of Mick and so we were like okay we have to incorporate that in in it somehow but we wanted to do like a bit of your more like lovey song as well so we had this other country music song called Beautiful Crazy by Luke Combs um, which Mick had always kind of it was sort of like my song that he like whenever he heard that song he'd think of me so we did like a, a little dance to that and then it kind of transitioned into chicken fried <laughs> and we kind of did a bit of a few little country moves in it um you got the cowboy the, hats out didn't you yeah Mick got his Cooper <laughs> out and they put Cooper on and we did our little country dance to chicken fried and then we went into the get up um and we learnt the first bit of the get up so it was like three songs sort of mashed into one and we practiced it so many times and we could never get it right in practice but we managed to get it right when it counted and <laughs> we, yeah so that was that was really fun yeah. I would say my bridesmaid speech was another highlight of the night I don't know if Eddie told you Lucy but she rapped the whole speech I think Ed maybe did mention that because we yeah. come home from weddings and we just like talk about yeah, all the wasn't it Eminem M- or something yeah, yeah. to the M- song so and she so- ha- did she have it playing in the background and then she filled the words in no, so yeah, she just had the song yeah. like the, 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 tune, mental, the yeah. instrumental. Yeah, the whole speech was a rap to. I think it was without me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. And we had, and the um, guests ended up like on the tables, like yeah, like waving People napkins. Like, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. It was, That's it awesome. was. Oh, yeah, I knew I like she'd that. do something, but I didn't think she'd rap. So that. Was- <laughs> And I did not expect that. Like, I obviously don't know her, but I was like, yeah. okay, how is this coming out of this little girl? I know. Um, so it was like, yeah, it caught me off guard, but it was epic. Yeah. That's great. Well, that we need was, to get, we'll need to get video and audio of both those things. I know Eddie I've obviously got both, yeah. It, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll oh, the, to... the rap was so good. Like, That's I awesome. still to this day, I'm like, I can't believe you rapped your speech. And she's like, I know. <laughs> That's great. It was good it. on her. Impressive. That's very yeah. impressive. Um, so probably those two things and definitely just getting married, like walking down the aisle and then getting to say our vows and saying our I do, like it was so special. And I mean, we were lucky in a way that we only got our wedding cancelled once. Like I know people that got it cancelled multiple times and we just like finally saying I do after like all that time, um, it was it was so special and yeah the ceremony it all happened so fast but that definitely was another highlight when I was like we're officially husband and wife now. Sounds like a cracking day. It was so much fun. <laughs> it it was worth getting COVID. Like it was. So yeah. Oh, did you guys get it? Were you one of the forty yeah. or so we people were, that got it? Yeah. Our whole uh, the both bridal parties like the whole bridal party got it. Mick and I got it. My mum and dad. Mick's mum and dad. Um, did Archie and get it? Cousins. Well, Archie did, but I think he got it from us. Right. So I think he ended up – he kind of tested positive a few days after we did. But we kind of worked out pretty – anyone at our wedding that hadn't had COVID 
got COVID. Yeah. And people that had already had it didn't. I reckon there was like five or six guests that hadn't had it that didn't get it. Right. And the photographer. Yeah. It's always one of those things too that you're like, who had it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we we still now we're like, I wonder if patient zero was like. We're like, we'll never know. But I'm like, I wonder. Ed still hasn't had it, and he's literally been shooting weddings from every weekend since Christmas. Like he still hasn't had it. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, we when everyone got it, we were really worried because we knew like Hudson was only like probably a month old. Mm. I was like, oh, my God, what if, like, Eddie's got it and they've got a newborn at home? And I was like, oh. Well, I, was... en- I ended up getting it after my first wedding back. Yeah. And I got it and both Huddy and Eddie managed to dodge it. So let's yeah. just hope that they've just got super immune and they I don't know. get it. <laughs> well, thank you, Jess. And to wrap, right. to wrap this yeah. amazing episode, do you have any tips for future couples who are planning their wedding? So one thing we did on the night, which I really think is important because it's such a big day and there's so much happening, find time on the night to just go and sit the two of you. So like go and find somewhere outside at your venue or somewhere where there's no one around and just sit down and have a chat to one another and just be like, we're married. Like we're so busy. You're so busy on the day talking to everybody else that sometimes you forget to talk to each other. Um, so that was one thing we did just like, we went and sat out on the balcony at Athol Hall. We only sat up there for like five minutes. We just sat the two of us and that was really nice. Um, so I definitely recommend finding a time in the night. I had a few people tell me to do that and I was like, oh yeah, I see why. Like, otherwise the night just goes and you never really actually talk to each other. So that was definitely a tip. And then uh, I would just say, have an idea really of kind of what you want. And I sort of knew what I wanted. Um, And when you have a really clear idea of what you want, then it helps you sort of pick your vendors. And then it sort of helps to bring your vision to life because you're like, well, like I knew with my flowers, like I had a really specific style that I wanted and I kind of just searched loads through social media and then I found the florist and like it was amazing and they were all fake flowers. And, but it kind of really fit what I wanted for the day. And um, I think if you have a really clear idea of sort of what you want from each vendor, it makes it easier to sort of find sort of what you're looking for. Mm. Um, And I also found social media is really good for getting an idea of your vendor. Like social media, it's so good for it now for, and I'm not a massive social media user, but I did for that. Like I was on Instagram going through like all vendors pages and it kind of gave you a really good, indication or a really good visual of sort of what they can do so I definitely think using social media to help and even for venues like um sort of using their social medias can really help um you make your decisions when it comes to to booking but just honestly enjoy enjoy the the process because all of a sudden the wedding's done and that whole lead up's kind of over and just really enjoy that time of planning. Like I, it can be stressful, but it can be really fun as well. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jess. It was lovely to meet you, kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jess, and we'll chat soon. Thanks, yeah. Jess. Yeah, sounds good. All right, Cheers, see you guys. later. Bye. Bye.